But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. I just wanted to tell you both, good luck. <laughs> We're all counting on you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> There's so many quotes. I'm kind of sad that's the most used quote from that movie because there are a billion quotes from that movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I could have gone with, uh, excuse me, miss, I speak jive. Uh, but I decided to go with that one instead. There's a sale of pennies. Um <laughs> Folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the movie Airplane from 1980, which is still one of the finest comedies you will ever, ever see. In I've my opinion. watched that film. It's really good. Oh, it's 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 one of my favorite comedies of all time. It it it. I've probably seen it a hundred or more times, and it still cracks me the hell up. Um, also joining us is your co-host Julie. There are old pilots and bold pilots, but there are no old bold pilots. <laughs> Everyone's got a quote today, except me. Uh, your co-host, uh, Jacob. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. I show you how <laughs> deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> I just watched a whole and I just watched a whole analysis video that was like half an hour long just on well it wasn't that long but it was long on just on the uh monologue that mr smith gave agent smith gave oh yeah in that movie the the best part of that movie basically uh because <laughs> hugo weaving is an is a treasure uh also joining us really good oh my god also joining us is your co-host david please insert quote here <laughs> <laughs> In brackets. Uh, Thorsten still sadly can't join us. He's still having internet issues. Uh, hopefully he gets those resolved soon because it's really not the same place without him. Uh, we miss him terribly. Thorsten, if you can hear this, we hope you come back soon. But today, my friends, today we're, we, we have a topic that's near and dear to at least my heart. And we're calling it um, the plane sim versus the pilot sim. I've been playing, if you haven't noticed, a lot of uh, classic flight sims on uh, the streams of late because I was inspired by Y485's uh, Tiny Combat Arena to revisit a very specific era of flight sims, late 80s, early 90s. And a man whom we've learned hadn't actually played any of those. <laughs> Until very recently, at least. Uh, so... That was a podcast and a half. That was a podcast and a half indeed. Um, so the discussion has been coming up during our streams of what my friend, I have to give him credit, Denny Atkin calls the plane sim versus the pilot sim. Um, now let's, and, and uh, Denny wrote for gaming magazines back in the nineties. He wrote specifically about flight and other simulations. So he knows a thing or two. Um, and so what that means is a pilot sim is less focused on the fidelity of the aircraft and more of, oh, you're a pilot in this war and, the, and you have these missions to do and there's all these things going on around you and you gain medals and you gain ranks and, and whatnot. So you're, 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 you're a smaller cog in a larger machine. And like the sim that I, uh, 
I cannot. I didn't. I, I didn't have time to record any footage myself, so I'm using the trailer of F-19 uh, Stealth Fighter. F-19 is probably one of the best pilot sims you can get because, I mean, there's flying involved, but you're you're much more engaged with staying as stealthy as possible and being unseen, and that really makes you feel tiny in this big world. And it's really amazing. And it's, it's a 30 some year old game that still holds up in my opinion. Um, because it does that so well. The plane sim by contrast is a, is a, yeah, yeah. Den, yeah. Den, yeah. Why? If I Denny Atkin, the, uh, yeah, I could never remember which magazine he wrote for, but yes, computer gaming world. Uh, he's a friend of mine. I've known him for years. Great guy. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, the pot, the plane sim to be specific is a, is a sim that focuses on the fidelity and realism of the aircraft itself. Uh, they also call those, they also call them, well, I, Jacob, I was a bit confused about this. The study sim, that term, I thought the study sim was a simulation that focused on a variety of aircraft instead of just one aircraft. But the other day uh, you said, you said it was a sim that you had to study for. Like like the DCS game, so I'm a little confused as to the actual, you know. So study sim or study simulator is a bit of a vague definition, admittedly. Okay. Uh, and in essence, it just ref- it doesn't necessarily refer to a single plane or multiple planes within one uh, within one uh, setup. It is something like. Uh, like it is something like uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator or, or or even DCS World. In essence, it focuses fully and completely on um... brain. Please work with me. It is. <laughs> it focuses completely on uh, the plane in that it tries to recreate the plane in its entirety and it and give access to the player uh, to the player to every bit of said plane. Yeah, every uh, switch, every button, every, you know, like yes. realis- realistic the, startup sequences, yada, yada, yada. Which inc- which includes, uh, there are ex- the big examples of that are some of the modules, not all of them in Microsoft Flight Simulator for civilian aircraft. And for military aircraft, it is obviously DCS World. And to a lesser extent, IL-2, to a much lesser extent, IL-2. And IL-2 is an interesting game as well because it throws kind of a massive wrench into the dichotomy uh, it, I, of, I, of study sim and uh, pilot sim. I honestly think IL-2 is a really fun example of this because when it started, it was much more of a plane sim. And over the years, they've been tweaking it more and more to a pilot sim by adding a career mode and everything. Yeah, competent career, yeah, competent career mode, good dynamic campaigns, while still having a variety of aircraft with realistic, with uh, like authentic, with so authentic levels of performance. On top of just being, but while still being a actually fun multiplayer game. Okay, I think that I think why gets it. I think why hit the nail on the head. I was thinking survey sim and not study. Oh, sim. I'm not familiar. Okay, serve, I'm, survey the, sim is. Explain, please. The survey sim is a thing like Jane's Fighters Anthology, uh, where you have a lot of different aircraft. So I was getting study sim and survey sim confused. I apologize for that. Thank you. I've not heard of the term beforehand, so I couldn't correct you. Yeah, the survey sim. I, I it was it was my own confusion. I got study sim and survey sim confused. So you're you were right in your usage of study sim. 
I was thinking of Survey Sim, which is like, you know, the old Jane's games where you had 18 planes, or like Strike Fighters 2 would be a Survey Sim because it's got like 20 some aircraft you could fly or whatever. Um, so, uh, but we will, uh, but we, we want to talk about today is like why we, a lot of us miss those old pilot sims. Maybe what happened to turn, what, what happened that made plane sims, the dominant force in sim simulations and why there's hope for the future. <laughs> why 485 there's hope for the future. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Amusing. That was terrible. I, I shouldn't Funny. have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Um, so when we're talking about pilot sims, which is my preference, uh, personally, we're talking about older, usually older games, 80s, 90s sims, like F-19 and a lot of the micro-pro sims. Like, so many of those micro-pro sims, you had to register a pilot. You had to register a name. You know, and that you would lead that pilot on a series of missions throughout a campaign. And not every sim did this, but a lot of them did back in the day. And I think it really helped make you feel more connected to the world you were flying in. You know, it's it's almost kind of like a role-playing game. You're leveling up, you know, you're gaining ranks, you know, you're gaining medals. And in some and games... Then you get your- Start and then up. you get your sorry ass blown up by a Sam. Yes. And then you have to start all over again. Kind of like a kind of like a roguelike. But um but uh, some games would actually unlock certain things once you rank up. Like I think it was Tornado, where once you reach the level of captain, you could uh have multi-plane you can you can the you can open up multi-plane uh missions, you know, with with wings of four torn oh geez. I heard that. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so there was also an incentive to rank up in some of these games. Um, so that's what I really miss about flight sims and why I'm so loving going back to this old era of sims. Cause it like it, it, it that one, I think these kind of pilot sims remember to, well, for me, at least they focus a little more on fun than fidelity. I don't find hyper fidelity that fun personally. I know a lot of people do like Jacob, you, you like DCS if I recall. Right? Uh, yes. For a couple of reasons. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I often like it in spite of its issue rather than because of them. I don't even necessarily like the study elements because, uh, well, I do. And I don't thing is, it is nice, uh, being able to, uh, be able to just sit down and know a lot about a thing. It, I, th- I think that's the one big uh, that's the one big upside of uh, study sims. They're satisfying in that you can really sit down and learn how to know a thing, which is something that maybe I'm missing. But maybe I'm just a zoomer and don't know how uh, and don't know about things. But I also like DCS because it's a relatively open system that a lot of people can uh, work things into, and it has a high variety of modules. Though. It has admittedly some issues with that variety and it has some issues with the general lack of focus. But I like it also primarily because what else is there? Yeah. Let's say, hypothetically, you want to fly, uh, you want to play a game where you fly an F 16 and you get to like shoot Mavericks at tanks, shoot Amrams at um, 
shoot Amram's at aircraft and have fun doing it. There's Ace Combat 7? <laughs> Which doesn't actually let you do half of those things? Well, to an extent, it can. If you're using a variant on certain aircraft. But that's... And the Ace Combat games are more of an arcade sort of thing. Yeah, you do have a career that you're following uh, during the course of the campaign, but you don't really have much influence on how that plays out. It's very yes. linear. There may be branching paths. Previous games have had branching paths, but other than that, it's been fairly linear. And. It's not even the. F There's the issue of the fact you're not really flying a plane. You're flying a plane-shaped rocket that just does its own thing, regardless of what gravity <laughs> of what gravity and, and, says. And can pack maybe 150 missiles to <laughs> use. And, and hey, that's fun. It leads into the whole uh, power fantasy. I never and... said Ace Combat isn't fun. I love it. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. I. I want to at least feel like I'm flying a jet that exists within the that exists within some semblance of reality and not a and not a jet jet shaped uh, to torpedo factory. Like I want to have to deal with the fact that I get that I get six missiles on each wing. I want to have a freaking fancy targeting pod that I can look that I can look down and uh, spot spot tags from. And the big thing is, uh, if you're trying to do like if you're looking for modern jets, there's Ace Combat. If you're looking for like for what I really like, uh, which is like mid, which is like mid 60s, 70s Cold War stuff that, uh, stuff like the F1C that got out of DCS or the MiG 21. There's nothing. There's DCS, and that's it. I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, unless, unless you want to go back a ways, you can go to like Nova Logic's MiG 29. I guess. Uh, yes, we could do that, but also how much of a nightmare are these things to run on model si modern systems? It varies. I think the Nova Logic games are actually pretty good in that regard, but yeah, like like it, it really like yeah, if you're looking for that kind of variety, I I get what you're saying. You know, like if you want to fly fly of like I would kill if someone um that's true. Yeah, Strike Fighters 2 runs great. 2 runs great. Uh, like, I would love a sim that focused on the A1 Skyraider. I would love that. But I'm not going to get that. So I understand oh, if, yeah. if somebody wanted that, DCS or maybe something like Strike Fighters, something very moddable, might do the trick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really wish we got a Skyraider in DCS. And the one up... And the one... Basically, uh, Eagle Dynamics developers have finally seemed to figure out that with study sims, you really can't go super modern because you're going to start breaching international law and national law extremely quickly. Oh, oh. Because you're trying oh. to fiddle with plays that are currently in, in service and you can and will be accused of espionage. Oh, oh, I didn't even think of that yeah. angle. Yeah. Oh, no. Let's let's post to a forum about how this actual thing that is currently in service actually works, and then oh. violate a whole bunch of treason laws. Yeah, yeah. that's a uh, great idea. Oh, no. Remind, like I have a friend uh, who I have a friend who works in uh, like the BAE, British Aerospace, uh, British Aerospace works on missiles, and I could tell him that because, uh, and I could say that because. Uh, he, he he knows very well what he can and cannot tell people. 
but he has in fact told me roughly like just how strict the operational security in his work in his workplace is and he has talked uh, talked to me roughly how people like eagle dynamics go to companies and how many hoops they have to jump through to get like accurate or even roughly accurate the point is you're not getting like one-to-one accurate that you're getting what's called like marketing statistics which are obviously just not which are not specific enough uh, which are not specific enough to be of actual military benefit so that's the things you have to fiddle with if you're making modern study sims it's, uh, it's a lot of effort but thankfully eagle dynamics seems to have finally realized that if you you know instead make sims of jets that are like 40 years out of date and no one flies them anymore except for like india suddenly <laughs> you have a lot of declassified documentation to work with uh. <laughs> like no one like there's iran flying the tomcat there's like really? no one flying yeah iran still flies the f14 it's what? the whole thing it's it was a thing it, Wow, I didn't okay, know that. Okay, like mild history lesson. Sure there lesson. was once, there was once a time in history where the U.S. actually liked Iran, and they <laughs> liked Iran to, uh, and they liked Iran because they hated Iraq, and Iraq liked, uh, and Iraq liked the Soviets. Welcome to the Cold War, gentlemen. That's how things work out now. Work out. So they gave Iran a bunch of their most top of the line navy aircraft, uh, and they proceeded to absolutely demolish, uh, to completely clear the sky over Iraq with these. And then they turned their backs on the U.S. and then Iran, and then Iran got Iraq got more pissed at the U.S. and imperialism and Middle Eastern history and it's a shit show and ah. point being, <laughs> God damn, I had no idea, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, now you know, now you do. That's that was a was wow. a whole thing. In, in a way, uh, I, I love the F-14, so in a way, I'm glad some of them are still flying. But yeah. <laughs> Whether or not they're flying is debatable. A lot of them are using heavily cannibalized parts. But that's, again, we're going, we're like six diversions deep again. It's so back to fine. the DCS. It's fine. It's still related. It's still related. About, it's still yeah, related. Yeah. It's still on topic. The thing about DCS world is that I kind of like it because there's not much else that's better than it uh, at the specific things I like to it. There's War Thunder, which is worse. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> which is which is somehow worse and not because of gameplay, but because it hates you as a player and it hates oh, really? your time and it hates your money. Oh no. But it loves your money. It loves your money so much it'll make you hate yourself so you hand it over. Oh no. <laughs> I've, I've not uh, pl- I've not played War Thunder. So uh and I've it's I've good been- early on, but it gets exponentially more infuriating. Further, oh. further in you go. Uh, see, I like single player stuff, and apparently that has no single player stuff uh, at all. So no, it doesn't. It technically has it technically has a co op mode. No one plays. This is what I find Where? funny. Like back in the day, the big multiplayer air sim was uh, Air Warrior. If anyone remembers that one, and the funny thing about that one, it was great in multiplayer, but it also came with like tons of single player stuff. You know, you could yeah, buy. Yeah, don't a, have that anymore. Yeah, you could buy a box copy of Air Warrior, never touch the online stuff, and and play for hours and hours and hours of just single player stuff. Now, the upside of DC is that the single player stuff, besides the dynamic campaign, which isn't a thing yet for some reason, is decent. On average, every module ships with at least one dedicated campaign, the one that you have to pay like five to ten dollars for separately. 
But uh, the issue is that third parties so they vary dramatically in uh, in quality, and also some of the best ones end up in modules that no one plays, like weird, like the weird, um, like stuff like the C one hundred one, the weird um, uh, training jet that no one plays. <laughs> that has a campaign. Yep, it has a full proper like campaign. I believe it's a, I believe it's a, it's a red flag or something like that. No, it's not red flag, but it's like a, but it's a proper uh, learning campaign. It's an actual, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a campaign that will actually teach you how to fly planes. I'll put it that way. What without being completely without being completely insane because because that is a training aircraft, so it flies like a training aircraft. Right. <laughs> Well, let's let's sidestep for a minute because both Julie and Luke have brought up some space games that they want to talk about. Um, but there isn't really a divide like this in space gaming. You know what I mean? Like, no. The, the, I mean, you have some. You had some. You have some really realistic uh, space games like Reentry, or uh, what was that one that got abandoned because the developer got uh, injured? Rogue System. Rogue that system, was, yeah. yeah rogue that was, system. Thank you. So it was yeah. rogue something. I remember yeah, that. Rogue system. That was and that was actually just space DCS. I loved it, <laughs> but also I'm insane. What were you saying, David? There, or was that Julie? Who's who's? It talking? was me. There's a okay. there's another game, and I don't even know that it's even out anymore. But way back when we started doing the other show. Uh, just around 2008, 2009, there was a there was an Australian indie developer, and uh, I don't know if it ever went anywhere, but we interviewed him on our show, and he was coming out with a game that was now, if I understand your term correctly, a plain sim with a lem module, where it was actually like learning how to fly the lem module. The what? The lem? What's the lem module? <laughs> Lunar excursion module. Oh, you know? uh, there are a couple of those. Like, there's I think one called Orbiter, and I think there's a there's a couple of Sims that are trying to be fairly realistic, like space race, Cold War, orbital. There's um, a few study Sims of like like called like a Cold War spacecraft, and like one's called re- fun. One's called Reentry, I think. And um, yes, there's arguably Kerbal Space Program, though that's uh, uh, its own thing. As, as that is, I mean, that thing is horribly realistic, <laughs> but it's also hilarious. Um, See, the thing is, um, I've never really wanted to learn how to fly a Spitfire. I just want to hop in the plane cockpit of the one that I just linked and blow up the Luftwaffe. Oh, that's a fun uh, game. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, I played that one. I've got that one in my library. Yeah. But the, the reason I like X4 so much is I don't want to learn how to fly the thing, but I can sit there in the, I can either just spend my whole time flying missions in uh, the cockpit of my plane, or I can spend the whole time doing space trading. And that's why I like about X4 Foundations is, uh, the, the the variety of the game and and if it weren't for Spaz and the people who uh, built the game having Discord, I'd never would have figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I would still lean that even X4 leans more on the pilot sim side of things. 
because because uh, you are a pilot in this world. You can actually get out of your ship and fly an EVA and go to another ship and blah blah blah. Uh, it's not super realistic. Like you can fly X four with a mouse and keyboard for Christ's sakes, and and do just fine. <laughs> I think that's how it's meant to be flown. Honestly, <laughs> I've tried flying it with a gamepad and a joystick. New, 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 new. Well, you know, there's one mod for this X4 Foundations I really like. And the whole thing is you don't start out in anybody's Navy or anybody's military. All you start out with is you're a miner with one ship and you're great. You're a child? You start off as a child? No, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. Sorry. Took me a second, not that kind of minor. Brian, you're thinking of Independence War 2. <laughs> no, you get a, a mining ship and a ramshackle run down uh, spaceport. And your job is to rebuild the spaceport, just getting your mining ship, mine asteroids, and that's it. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds like a good time. But yeah, even then, again, you're the pilot. You're not like, you don't have, there's not a, like, what, what I'm getting at is I would put, if I, if there was a side of these things in space sims and why, why for, why 485, what you just brought up sounds insane to me, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah, I would still lean that X4 is a pilot sim because, you know, you're running a company. You're a pilot uh, who actually is also a CEO, basically. Like, you don't have to worry about the startup sequence for your fighter. You know what I mean? You don't have to flip 18 switches to undock from a spaceport. You know what I mean? You know what game is trying to pull that off? You know what game is trying to, like, for some reason, shove in, like, uh, study sim elements into itself? Remember oh, bingo, go. gentlemen, it's Star Citizen. Hey, we have it. And we have bingo. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> is it that really? Was the one thing, is it yeah, really? That was the one thing that like shocked me when I sat down in a in a in a in a thing in Star Citizen. You have like multifunction displays, you have like switches to turn on and, and off the engine, and like Why? you can look around the cockpit. I I don't know, like it's not necessarily terrible you can't just bind all of these to controls and it's not a ton of them but it just feels like you're tacking on needless stuff all we wanted like was a new could... freelancer that's all we wanted for god's yeah, sake fr <laughs> new freelancer and you're tacking on like like multi-function displays like that's cool if <sighs> everything else in the game was fun like i don't dislike <laughs> the idea i do like the idea of having like diet Sorry, fancy term, diegetic uh, user interface. That's where feature creep comes from. Oh, God. Yeah, but then we have the whole That's feature whole creep thing, and, uh, thing. We should just do a Star Citizen show and get it, get it all out of the way. No, we should we, just, no it will never end. It will <laughs> never end because we always come back around to it. And... No, genuinely, I'm not joking. What we need to do is a set a 90 minute timer and we <laughs> ramble on about Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, and is there I a third one we like really hate? No, it's just those two, basically. It's just those two, yeah. No Man's Sky is good now. <laughs> it's just those two. Oh, it was, I would argue No Man's Sky was good from the very beginning. I think a lot of people just expected it to be more than it was. And now it's already exceeded what 
the promise at the beginning of it was. Yeah. So agreed. Yeah, you can't really. That's not a tree one can shake and get anything new out of that. <laughs> well, yes, especially not now. Especially not nowadays. Point being, it's definitely good now. I, it is. I, 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 really do, I do love this idea. We should, we set a timer and we just ran. And when the timer goes off, we have to stop. We have to no, have like, to stop. It, it's our <laughs> equivalent of like the five minutes of hate. No, I love it. I love like this we, idea. Once per year, we do the 90 minutes of hate. <laughs> I love the airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually adding this to the schedule right now. It's we're going to do this in, in a couple of episodes. I'm actually adding this right now. Because I think this will be hilarious. <laughs> I, I have a month and a half of leave time saved up. Would you like me to set aside a month? And a <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 have, I have a vacation to go to at the end of the next month. I don't think I have that much. <laughs> I can spend like two weeks. <laughs> Airing of grievances. I'm gonna call, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> you're, actually, you're actually putting that down at the vault. Yeah, episode 394, August 17th. That's what we're doing. Absolutely. Airing of grievances. Let's go. <laughs> right. So now that that tangent is over, uh, space but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, space sims don't really have this separation of the pilot sim versus the plane sim because most, most space sims are science fiction. They're trying to be fun. So you have like, you have more free space and you have more wing commander and you have more of this. Like, I can't like like what what do you got? Children of a dead earth on the other side yes, on, on and, the uh, or, and and Kerbal and uh Yes, but and, these are like physics authentic, but they're still speculative. They're not yeah, study anything. That's true. That's true. It's still science fiction, just hard science fiction. Like, there's still stuff right. that does hard sci-fi. There's Nebulous Fleet Command, which is really good and I love it. And it tries right. to and it attempts a semi-realistic uh, space combat thing, though it plays more like naval, like freaking big boats with a in a third dimension. Which I prefer to having aircraft with no gravity, but that's just me. Uh, but the thing is, you can't really do a study sim on a spacecraft unless you're making one on like the Soyuz rocket or the the Pol yeah, the unless Apollo, or the Apollo actually exists. Uh because then, like, then you're studying it. Because like there's a lot of like, quote unquote ideas. Like and another, but uh, potential, uh, potentially another uh, show topic. Uh, there is a lot of like speculation as to what you know space combat would actually look like. There's a lot of arguments where not space fighters are a thing that could ever possibly work, and what their use cases would be, and so on. Uh, and no one can, and no one can actually give you a cons like they'll give you their answer. But no one can give you a single answer that uh, is like universal, and that's the only one that makes sense. Some are arguing they're never going to happen. Others are arguing they'll be very useful because having a small thing uh, in space is good. Others argue that because you can never hide a thing in space because of uh, because of how physics work and how heat works and everything. Uh, and how heat works, having small things is, is bad because they'll just get shot up by railguns from 7 billion kilometers. Yeah, and it's it's, it's funny yeah. that why 485 brings up that the people who are getting gatekeepy about the term space sim, which is ridiculous to me, are star citizen people. And I think 
I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but if you're a Star Citizen fan and you actually like Star Citizen, you need to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to throw that out there with the language because you got your uh, okay, I I I'm so angry right now. <laughs> Words are failing me. How dare these five minutes people? of hate? How five dare these minutes people? Of hate. How dare these people? How dare them? Um, <laughs> so it's two minutes of hate. Anyway, it's it, not everyone it's I know. It's comparing a game that isn't finished yet uh, to everything else on the market and saying this is better than everything else that that can or will exist. <laughs> And that's not really the case. That's not really the case. Um, anyway, back to back to our back to our back to our actual topic. Um, this, I mean, the kind of sad thing is that the plane sims now are getting a lot of the attention, like DCS, but there's still a good amount of pilot sims that are still coming out, like the one uh, Julia linked, uh, Combat Wings, Battle of Britain, much more of a pilot sim. And uh, uh, that was from 2009. Yeah, I know, but it's fairly recent. It's not a 90s sim. You know, people are still making these like kind of console focused. I think that's where it's gone. A lot of them is consoles, you know, like that, um, like that over G fighters that Y485 mentioned or Birds of Steel that I've been playing. You know, a lot of these more pilot focused sims have really been moving to, uh, I guess, to consoles. In a lot of ways, which is interesting, because I mean, I look, look at um, look at Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. That's definitely a pilot sim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. I was going to say uh, in reference to that, and say X Four. Uh, if you wanted a comparison of a pilot sim versus a plane sim, you could say that by comparison to Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is a pilot sim versus X4 being more of a plane sim in the, in the grander mechanics of, yes, you're still a pilot, but you also have all these other layers on top of that, the management uh, system and uh, controlling fleets. And you don't really have that in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Uh, Fernando, you would like something like Microsoft Flight Simulator, but in space? I mean, that would be great. You know, I I mean, Microsoft did make a space simulator back in the day, if you recall. Once. Once. Just once. And it was good. It wasn't bad. I just, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if it didn't sell well or something, but they never did another one. Which is really weird. Because <laughs> it was good. It was actually There are pretty- a lot of one-offs that never go anywhere back yeah, in the day. It's weird. But like, it's interesting because I think a lot. Of, I think one thing a lot of these pilot sims have that plane sims don't have as much of. I think is longevity. Like, I could tell someone to play F nineteen today, and they probably wouldn't have that hard of a time getting into it, because I think for a flight sim, it's probably one of the most approachable flight sims you can get. You know, you can play it with a mouse and keyboard easily. You don't even need a joystick. You know, to play it. And uh, it's just it's just so approachable, and um, I think I think people could play games like this today. Oh, I forgot about that three hundred three squadron 
game. <laughs> I yes, think I, which I, I'm sad about. I think yeah. I own it. I think I kickstarted it, and yeah, I own. Yeah, it. Yeah, you own it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I haven't even touched it. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, granted, the the history it's trying to cover is really interesting. It's the actual squadron was really interesting in it in the fact that uh, they were uh, primarily Polish uh, refugees that yes had polo experience and yeah. they fought under the was, RAF. Yes, three or three was exi- uh, was especially all Polish and one Czech pilot. Oh wow! Uh, who uh, rather who who rather famously uh, how did I put this? Who uh, the Czech pilot was rather fa- was rather famous for di- uh, for dying in a glorious manner, not but not to the Germans, but to trying to impress his crush back at base, uh, doing a loop and crashing into a tree. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh. Well, but they they did have a lot of success overall. Yes, and, and uh, they're they're still famous to this day because of their exploits. So, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the the game is very buggy and yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the compl- like apparently it's not the subject matter that put people off; it's that the game is a buggy mess. Um, it hasn't been updated in like a year. <laughs> it is unfortunate. That is sad. That is sad. <coughs> I mean, this is good. This looks like good stuff, and I don't know why I've never played it. Like, I think I just got a key from Kickstarter and then just for some reason, you know, I mean, I am less interested in World War II and I'm much more interested in helicopters and jets, personally. Um, But, yeah, I don't know why I never played this, honestly. (laughs) Now now that I see there's so many bugs, now that I see there's so many bugs, I don't think I want to. (laughs) It's a shame. Uh, but, um, yeah, there are, there's still like, you can still get so many great plane Sims, even today, like F-19, the Nova logic Sims that are still available on steam are really great. F-16, MiG-29, F-22. Uh, those are really yep. great. And there's, and, and that's going to be a take. It's going to be a take when you realize what I say, uh, sub war 2050. Oh Yes. So, folks, if you're not aware, Subwar 2050 is basically an underwater space sim. Basically, it's basically underwater wing commander. To it its commits simplest. to the fact that it's convinced to the fact that space sims handle uh, like like submar- uh, like submarines and just gives you a submarine. Yeah, but in space, you don't have to deal with thermal layers and stuff. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it has competent stealth mechanics. Yeah, and I'm terrible at it. I'm so bad at that game. I'm actually pretty decent. I'm actually, I guess, I do have a lot of experience with Silent Hunter and stealth games in general, so understanding how that works is really helpful. But it is still, I wouldn't say jank, it's just has problems with aging in that it's it, it's a bit obtuse, partially intentionally. Uh, the controls are a bit jank. Yeah. Uh but it is immensely fun when everything works out. And, and now because I, stealth yeah, games are great. Yeah. 
And it's also great when a sim can really straddle the line between a plane sim and a pilot sim and do it well. Oh, IL-2. IL-2, Falcon 4, um, many of the Jane sims like Longbow, you know, F-18. You know, they did a great job with that. It's it's just a crime they're not available digitally anywhere for some for whatever reason. Oh my god, it's such a crime. <laughs> Cause they are all worth owning. Um but I I just I'm I I'm really sad that like plane sims have been getting all the attention because they've driven it's driven people away. Like Andy Hollis, who worked on F nineteen, who worked on Longbow one and two. He was driven out of the industry because all the rivet counters were telling him how shit his games were. And you can only take so much of that, you know? So for me, at least there's a level of anger toward the rivet counters that will never entirely go away. And the thing is, this all happened around the same time as space Sims dying like the late, very late nineties, early two thousands. Like this all happened kind of around the same time, which is interesting. Like, like which, which should be a lesson. Don't gatekeep because <laughs> that can lead to devs leaving the industry. Oh God. Yeah. And affecting more than just the games that you happen to like. But, but, but if I don't gatekeep, It'll be so special. It won't be as special if I don't gatekeep. Then we then, had this entire episode before. I know, please. I know. And that's exactly why I'm harkening back to that because it needs to be said. Yeah, you're not wrong. But why? YH, why H85 brings up a good point. There was a confluence of so many factors. Yeah, I blame it primarily on consoles. Um, primarily, like the success of the PlayStation Two, especially. Like, and and Microsoft creating the Xbox had everyone like, oh, we gotta make games for consoles now. Screw the PC. <laughs> also, yeah, that. And uh, that that's that's what I primarily blame it on. There were other factors, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame that these kind of pilot sims have really died out for the most part because they're so great. So many of them are so great. Um, and I, I wish, and I'm really glad Y85, 45, you're making Tiny Combat Arena because that really harkens back to a time of Sims that I love personally. And I think there's an audience for that. Just like there was an audience for Space Sims that was forgotten until, uh, Star Citizen Elite. I know, I know. Uh, until they, uh, reminded people that, hey, people actually like space games. Maybe there's money in this. I truly think that there could be a resurgence of the pilot sim if the right game comes along and reminds people that, hey, people actually like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people actually enjoy this kind of game. We should make, we should make more of these. <laughs> I really hope that happens. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't dislike DCS, but it's not for me. I mean, I didn't have a lot of patience for realistic sims when I had more time and patience. <laughs> um, 
Oh, that's interesting. So you think the uh, the culture in general moved on from the hot the high top of Top Gun and Desert Storm? That's an interesting notion. I didn't even think of um, I didn't even think of the the influence of Top Gun and Desert Storm as into the hooah, you know, airplanes, aircraft, America. <laughs> that's a very good point. I didn't think about that. I mean, it's it's not like a what was the thing in the nineties? It was a Kosovo. It was, it was Kosovo. Kosovo, yeah, that really didn't get people's. Uh, that didn't really light people's fire about aviation, like Desert Storm did. <laughs> God, remember for years there were des- there were all these just Desert Storm games, just for years. That was a good war, anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, that is a way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I think Y85 is a good point. Like, uh, for a while, there was a big thing about, um, you know, there was Top Gun, there was Desert Storm. There was a much uh, bigger, I guess, interest in aviation. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. Um, and so, yeah, I guess people did get did get away from that. People got tired of it. And maybe there was a saturation too. Like there were a lot of flight sims coming out for a while. Like a lot. Like there were several every year. Like even people who weren't getting into flight sims were making flight sims. Like SSI made flight sims. Like what the hell are you doing, SSI? <laughs> You're a strategy company. What are you doing? I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The thing is, I've got a complex enough job in real life with all these tiny little details and multi-million dollar budgets when I don't want to actually learn how to fly a B-52. When I come home and I turn on my computer, I just want to be slim pickings in the cockpit of a B-52, figuring out whether or not I can have a good weekend in Vegas with the survival kit. That's all I want to do. Mindless entertainment. <laughs> and and there are a lot I'm of so glad I actually I'm so glad I actually watched Doctor Strange Love and got that reference. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long I did not get the reference. Twenty years in, in, in the reference, Slim Pickens plays this and at the time he didn't even know what the rest of the movie was about. But uh and when he first started everybody thought he was a like uh, somebody who was working on the set, and by the end of the movie, it was Mr. Pickens. And uh, he plays a combat pilot in uh, a B-52. And at some point, it's like, and it is like, a f- if there is such a thing, it's like a funny version of Failsafe. And he plays a B-52 pilot, pilot with a nuclear bomb that... Uh, Peter Sellers, who plays many roles, including the President of the United States, fails to be able to call back. It sets off World War. Right. The famous uh, shot of Slim Pickens riding the bomb. That's it. 145 semi-automatic pistol. (laughs) Shoot, a feller can have a good weekend (laughs) in Vegas with all this stuff. (laughs) Combination Holy Bible and and Russian phrase book. Yeah. $100 in rubles, $100 in gold, nine packs of chewing gum, single-use prophylactics, three uh, three sticks of nose lipstick, three pairs of nylon stockings. 
Yep, that's an amazing movie. You remember yeah, a lot so, about that movie. My God. <laughs> I I just want to have fun. You know, this is why I like things like the Warplanes thing and, uh, you know, movie like the Combat Battle of Britain, things like that. You know, my relatives, as far as being in the military, jumped from the Civil War to the Vietnam War. So, so you know, back during World War One and World War Two, I didn't have relatives in the military. They just started with the flight during Vietnam. And I had a relative that flew a B-52, though. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, there are still Sims where you can just jump into them. You didn't link the one. You didn't link the Switch one, by the way. You were going to link the uh, World War Pilot Sim for the Switch, and there was no link. Uh, uh, I, I did put the the this, the warplane thing, World War One Sky Aces. Yeah, I'm not seeing a link. I'm not seeing oh, it at all. I'll it's just the image. It's just oh. the image. Oh, okay. I okay. Um, Although I will point out, there is news about. No Man's Sky. This fall, it's coming out on Switch. Which is mind-boggling. <laughs> Everyone get an SD card for your Switch, because that's going to be a big one. <laughs> 512 gigabytes already. Oh, you have a 512 gig in your sw- card in your Switch? Yeah, yeah, I sure do. I only have a 128. <laughs> I feel inadequate suddenly. Um... And and why why uh, forty five also brings up a good point. If you're looking for a light sim, uh, and you have a VR headset, VTOL VR is very reminiscent of those those classic '90s flight sims in a lot of ways. But and if you have a VR headset, you have to have a VR headset, which is sad. I mean, and and Meta just announced that the price of the Quest is going up, so that's going to make put it out of reach for more people, which is sad. Um, because you know, I, you know, when it was like $300, it's like very, that's affordable for a lot of people, but $500, eh. (laughs) not so much. (laughs) Thanks, Jose. Thanks. (laughs) I'll be all right. Uh, I don't think, I think the only thing I could take is a larger SD card. I think that's the only thing I can take to feel less inadequate. (laughs) I'll have to buy a new one. Uh, but yeah, VTOL VR is very good. Um, but I do wish there were more Sims like the classic 90s Sims. Honestly, I really, really do. I, I miss them terribly. And I'm really glad I've, I've been playing these old Sims because they're so great. They're so great, these old Sims. And it's great that so many of them are available to buy digitally. Like you can buy... Hind and Apache and F-19 and European Air War. Uh, some of the greats, you know, Pacific Air War. You can buy these digitally and and kind of get a feeling of what I'm talking about. It, it's just a shame that some of the other really good ones, like all the Jane's games, and I wonder why you can't buy all the interactive magic sims. There were like three of those that were really good. Or two. There were two. Two interactive magic flight sims that were um, those are really good. Uh, it's just a shame that for some reason you can't buy all these great old Sims digitally. The Nova Logic games on Steam are also excellent. They're very approachable. 
those, uh, those Novologic flight sims, um, <clears throat> like F-16 and MiG-29, those are very approachable and very fun. Uh, if you're looking to see what I'm talking about with these pilot sims, very fun. Um, but if you're looking for more of a plane sim, D you could try DCS for free, I believe, right? And it comes with like, yes. Yeah. What is it? The SU-25 that you get for free? Yes, yeah, the SU-25T. Yeah, the That's, And the also technically the uh, training P-51, but no one ever fly that. No, Zero people have ever actually used that module. It's mostly the <laughs> SU-25. That was called the Frogfoot, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, David? Yeah, the P-51 uh, that is freely available doesn't even have any weapons, so yeah. Yeah, it's a training one. Oh, that doesn't sound as fun. <laughs> I I might I I've been thinking about reinstalling um DCS because now they have a hind. And so I've been thinking about when that goes on sale checking it out. Because um because I I love the hind as a helicopter. Uh Oh, you can do uh, a 2 week trial of every module? Oh. oh, also that, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, wait you want to fly the Hind? Yeah. Hind nah. is... <laughs> sure. I mean, the Hind is actually fun, and it is a two-player module. Uh, well, it, it, it has its own AI buddy if you want to, if you don't have uh, people to play with, but it does support uh, two oh, that's seats. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, Air Missions Hind, that's another good one to mention, Julie. Uh, that's That's... Oh, how would you even categorize that one? It's not really a pilot sim because you're not like a pilot, but it's not really a plan. It's not like super realistic, like a study sim. A flight um, action game, maybe? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. A flight action game. <laughs> I was going to buy it, and then I saw a trailer, and I heard the Russian accent, and I said, oh, well, now I feel kind of guilty. No, I oh yeah. No, I own it on PC and it's it's all right. I I'm probably going to get it on Switch once it goes on sale. Um, but I own it on PC and it's fairly fun. Um, but I didn't know you could try uh, modules of DCS for 2 weeks. That's pretty cool. But yeah, you're right. Novologic really had a lot of money back in the day, so they could make really good-looking at least for the time uh flight sims that were still very fun. Like I think F F-22 Lightning 3 is one of the few sims where you can drop a nuke. And, and it's kind of, it's kind of terrifying to drop a nuke from a jet fighter. <laughs> yeah, quite scary. It is because you, because you drop it and then you like, Oh my God, do I have enough fuel to afterburn for long enough to get away? <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, but there, those are a lot of fun. Those Novologic sims. A lot, a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah, you could do that in the demo. That's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, and the only, I think the other sim that you could drop a nuke back in the day was, if you remember, Back to Baghdad, which was the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Hyper-realistic. Maybe the most realistic F-16 flight sim ever. More so than Falcon. I'm not even kidding. It was... Well, like... It was Falcon 4.0. Impressive. Yes. It was like super fidelity. Uh, oh, did F-18 have a tactical nuke? 
Wait, which F-18? Was the the Jane's one or the other one? What was the other one? F-18 Korea? There were so many Sims back then, you guys. There's so many Sims. Uh, yeah, F-18 Hornet. The uh, Korea was the sequel to that one that actually came out on PC. I remember that. That was very good. Um, I don't remember if Korea had a nuke, though. But I, I know that those two Sims I mentioned had nukes. But yeah, not a lot of Sims had nukes. Uh, it's probably better that most of them don't. Probably don't. Yeah, probably. Yeah. DCS had one for a short while in the MiG-21, and then they ditched it because it didn't work. The MiG-21? Yeah. That's a weird... Wasn't that a weird plane to put a nuke onto? <laughs> the Cold War, they put nukes on everything they could carry them. I suppose so. I suppose so. I don't know. Anyway, but folks, if you're interested in trying uh, pilot sims, there are several that you can get even today that um, that are still a lot of fun. Uh, again, I can't recommend if you're if you're even new to flight sims. I can't recommend F nineteen enough. Yes, it's old. Yes, it doesn't look great because it's old, but it's so approachable and so fun. Even 30 years later, it's still one of the most fun, I think, flight sims around. It is so bloody fun. Oh, my God. And, yeah, DCS you can try for free, and apparently you can try modules for free. I did not know that. <laughs> it doesn't... Oh, it's just a gigantic bomb. It doesn't even have nuke effects. Well, that's funny. <laughs> yes, it's the bomb that's very big. So we got to start wrapping up, friends, because uh, one of our uh, co-hosts here needs to get to a thing. So we have to start wrapping up. Uh, we're not going to have a show next week because I might have jury duty. So the schedule is completely free next week. I'm thinking, I'm thinking if I don't have jury duty next Wednesday and we can all get together, we do something like Deep Rock Galactic or something. I think that would be a blast. Uh, now, in, my, in, suggestion is, uh, my suggestion is more space. Is more Space Beast, but... Or we could do Space Beast or Parsec. Parsec would be good. Pars you mean uh, Pulsar? Pulsar. Pars Pulsar. What, what the fuck is Parsec? Oh, right. Pulsar. Pulsar. Has a there's submarine, the, there's though. There's a submarine. That's there's right. There's a submarine campaign, and I am calling dibs on Captain. I will <laughs> wrangle wrangle y'all into a competent sea crew. This is, this, is my, this is my ship now. I'm the captain now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> none of y'all none of y'all even know what a, what a freaking nautical mile is i'm gonna show you how that shit works it's a it's a mile in the water isn't that uh, what a nautical mile is it's a mile of water isn't that what a nautical i don't know <laughs> and, and, and we have a long rope with knots in it behind the boat and when we pull them in yeah that's how they measure nautical miles actually what yes what yeah, uh, it's, no. It's, it was literal knots in in a rope. That no, was, uh, it's that stupid. I didn't know it was that stupid. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> a mile that needs. A Look, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a mile that needs spanking. <laughs> bad, bad chat. So stop. <laughs> So if, if I don't have jury duty, we'll do something, maybe like Pulsar, maybe like Deep Rock Galactic. We'll do something. Um, but yeah, uh, we, but in two weeks when the podcast comes back, we're going to talk about co-op games because uh, 
we really love co-op games around here, and some games do co-op very well. Some games do it okay. And we're also going to talk about like what we'd like to see in like the best co-op games. You know. Yep. Um, we love co-op games because we because we're in a uh, minority nowadays. We have friends. Yeah, we have we have people we like spending time and playing with. I did not have that in the nineties, so. <laughs> but I have Oof. it. But I have it now. Yay! Uh, so yeah, we love co-op games, and so that's what we're going to talk about in two weeks. Um, but yeah, no podcast next week because uh, I have no idea about jury duty. Yay, America. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it uh, for this episode, folks. Great chat today, by the way. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Very active chat today. Uh, really great to see everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. And again, if you have any interest in these kind of Sims and you've never played them before, hit us up on Discord. We are, uh, we will talk your ear off about this stuff because <laughs> we love this stuff. And so we will just... If, if we didn't have places to be, we could probably talk about this for another hour. I'm not even kidding. Uh, so if, if you're interested in uh, in any of these kind of Sims and haven't played them before, yeah, please join us on Discord, uh, and we will we will definitely give you recommendations as to what to play. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Please be well. Uh, please take care of each other. And if you haven't yet, please get vaccinated. And when there's a monkeypox vaccine, please get that too, because uh, <laughs> kind of need it. Oh my god! All right, that's a thing. Actually, he hasn't gotten here. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. it's it's here already. It's here yeah. already. It's here. Yeah, it's um, hit Chicago. Yeah, it's hit LA. So it's it's here. It's just it's it's a matter of when, not if anymore. Uh, it feels like. Uh, so it's it's a great time to be alive, isn't it? Uh. Anyway, thanks so much for being here, everyone. We really appreciate you. Please take care of yourselves and get vaccinated. And we'll see you back here tomorrow uh, for more Warhammer because I'm done with Fly of the Intruder. So we'll see you back here tomorrow for more salsa making. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.